Well, good morning. The Bible declares again that this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What a privilege it is to be able to come back and to share with you on another Lord's Day. We're so grateful again to have this opportunity uh, that you've invited us into your homes or wherever you happen to be viewing this broadcast. Thank you so much for being a part of the ship's viewing audience. Today, I want to embark upon a new series of sermonic discussions entitled Seeking God's Help. And so on today, I want to begin this dialogue uh, by looking, uh, if you will, at a very familiar passage of scripture found in uh, three of the gospel writers' narratives. But today, I want to look at Matthew chapter number 14, uh, verse number 25, where you will find these words. Matthew chapter 14, verse number 25. The Bible says, during the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. I broke right into that thought. As we begin this discussion talking about seeking his help. And I want to read it. I want you to hear it one more time from Eugene Peterson's The Message Bible, just verse number 25. Where God's word says, at about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them, walking on the water. For a few minutes, I want to put a tag on this text. And I want to talk about help is on the way. Would you help me encourage your friend and your neighbor by telling them help is on the way. Come on and let us pray. Father, bless our time together is my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Help is on the way. In 1972, the prolific singer and songwriter Bill Winters penned these words for our encouragement. He said, sometimes in our lives, we all have pain. We all have sorrow. But if we are wise, we know there's always tomorrow. Can't you hear him saying, lean on me when you're not strong and I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. Why? For it won't be long till you are going to need somebody to lean on. My brothers and sisters, those of you listening to me on this day that the Lord has made, somebody can testify that 2020 has had its share of difficulties. Somebody watching this morning can stand and testify that 2020 has been filled with difficulty, disappointments, and yes, even death. And my brothers and sisters, just when you think it couldn't get any worse, it does. But I've stopped by this morning to encourage you that help is on the way. And this text is tailored to teachers that the master has a time when he comes, that the God we serve has a set time when he chooses to deliver, that he has a set time because here it is, your breakthrough is near. Oh, your breakthrough is closer than it's ever been. 
And this text reminds us that we can lean on the Lord when life is hard, when we can lean on him when life is harsh and heavy. Ah, this text is a breath of fresh air, I tell you. When the relentless winds of life are persistent, powerful, and punishing. And there is good news in this passage. God lets us see that he will not abandon us, that he will not forsake us, that he will not pass us by, that he has promised that he will come when we need him. He'll be right there. See, that's why you ought to not, that's why you ought not prejudge tomorrow. That's why you ought not prejudge next week or next month or prejudge next year. And don't you think that because things have failed to work out for you this time, God has uh, not forsaken you and that God has uh, no longer has a place for you on his divine agenda. This text encourages us with the truth that help. Is on the way. I don't know about you, but I need you to help me to encourage your neighbor and tell him, don't give up. Don't don't you quit. Don't don't you throw in the towel because I found out that God can cause the winds to die down <laughs> and God can cause the waves to stay still. The songwriter said he may not come when you want it, but I wish I had about 20 witnesses to testify. Type in the chat that uh, he's always on time. Come on and type it. I, I mean, I need you to, to encourage somebody. He's always right on time. That's the story of our text. That Jesus has been right on time in spite of his own personal loss. The text opens with Jesus receiving news that his cousin John the Baptist has died. In fact, the king uh, uh, has taken the head of John the Baptist because I've discovered, can I hubberize this, that because he's in love with a stripper. <laughs> the Bible says that this has affected the Lord to such a degree that the book says that he chooses to depart the place and go to a deserted place. The Bible says that, uh, says that a crowd of people wouldn't even let the master grieve. The Bible says they followed him. Yeah. And, and, and wouldn't you know it that Jesus being, yeah, the God that he is, he, he paused from his own personal grief to help them and to heal them because he had compassion. That's what the Bible says, that he had compassion on them. And not only did he heal them, but the Bible says that he fed this multitude of 5,000 men besides women of children. He fed them with two fish and five loaves of bread. He helped them. Oh, y'all not hearing me because he had compassion on them. And the Bible says that after this momentous occasion, Jesus instructs his disciples to get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he himself will go up into the mountain to pray and my brothers and sisters while Jesus was praying and the disciples were roaring the book says that a storm showed up in the middle of the sea and here is where our text begins here is where you discover that help is on the way the Bible says that Jesus came to them oh my goodness walking on the sea I want you to see uh, for these next few minutes three kinds of help that God provides. Are you ready for it? 
The book is tailored to teachers that there's three kinds of help that we see in this story. The first thing we see is we see that God sends or he provides for us. He gives us the illustration of the help of prayer. Can't you see prayer? He says he went up himself into the mountain to pray. And can I pause here parenthetically and just tell you, my brothers and sisters, that God's people should never cease to pray. I said God's people should never cease to pray. Ah, oh, you are not, you are, somebody in here ought to be able to testify that uh, uh, prayer changes things. And somebody ought to be able to testify that that prayer has changed your situation, that that you are connecting with the father has caused your situation to get better. Oh, Jesus went up into the mountain to pray. He teaches us that prayer is our secret sauce. Can I just help you right quick? Boy, I, I'm, I'm going down memory lane. I remember. Uh, back in 1974, uh, it was the year in which I was nine years old and my mother took me and my sister to McDonald's. This was a special moment because you got to keep in mind that we didn't go out to eat like most people do today. In fact, in 1974, it had to be a special occasion. But here it is. Mom took us to McDonald's. Like, but, but you need to understand just how significant this moment was because whenever we suggested going visit those golden arches, mom would tell us that she makes the best hamburgers. And when mom made her burgers, you need to know that she, it had chopped onions on it and it had bell peppers in it. Y'all not feeling me like I need you to. It had grease that would run all down your arm. Y'all not, y'all not hearing me. But y'all, uh, this, this was a treat, I tell you. And my brothers and sisters, when I stood before that cashier at McDonald's, she said, how can I help you? She said, can I take your order? And I, I said, can I have the Big Mac? You see, I wanted the Big Mac because it was made with two off beef patties. Yeah. Special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. I wanted this burger not because of the two all beef patties. I, I wanted this burger not because of the lettuce and the cheese and the pickles and the onion. That was nothing special about the burger. But what made this burger special is that McDonald's had the unmitigated gall to add a special sauce to it. It was the special sauce that set it apart. It was the special sauce that made the difference. And I want to suggest to you uh, this morning that what makes prayer unique, what makes uh, prayer stand out is because it is the believer's special sauce. And somebody knows that prayer is the special sauce. The Bible says that prayer was David's special sauce. David prayed and God delivered him out of all of his distresses. The Bible says that prayer was the three Hebrew children's special sauce. The book says that they prayed and God delivered them from a fiery furnace. Daniel used his special sauce one day and he prayed and God delivered him from his dilemma. Hannah prayed and God healed her womb. Peter prayed and in prison and God opened the prison doors. All I'm trying to get you to see is Prayer is our secret sauce. And prayer was Jesus' secret sauce. Can't you see him? 
up in that mountain, up in the hills, hilltops, connecting with our father, with his father. Jesus would always be found praying. His private time with his father was, in a very real sense, the difference maker in his life. But wait a minute, I see a second installment of our help. Not only do we have the help of prayer, but we also have the help of his presence. The Bible says two things about his presence. First of all, the gospel writer in the book of Mark, chapter number six, verse 48, informs us that after Jesus prayed, he, he sees the disciples straining at the oars. Only Mark made this notation. Only Mark was able to highlight this occasion, this strategic moment for us. He, Mark says that Jesus, after he prayed, saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind and the waves were contrary against them. In other words, my brothers and sisters, Jesus saw their struggle. He saw them at a standstill. He saw that their efforts were stagnant and the Bible, because the Bible says he saw them straining at the oar. My brothers and sisters, I'm coming into your living room right now or wherever you're viewing this broadcast to let you know as God's representative that God sees you. I said he sees you. You need to know that God watches over you. Yes, Lord, like a divine centennial standing God over your life and looking out for your best interest. And I want you to know, don't you ever forget. Don't you ever think that God doesn't see you, that God doesn't know what you're going through. This text is designed to teach us that God sees. Not only does God see, but God cares. And not only does he care, but God is coming. I said that's good news right there. Y'all not hearing me. Y'all not feeling me like I need you to. I said that's that's good news right there because the Bible says the, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro through the earth to give strong support to those who heart is blameless toward him. Can I share with you uh, why it's difficult sometimes for us to see God's presence as our help? You see, the truth of the matter is when life gets hard and can I just pause and ask you, anybody know that life is hard? I said, when life is hard, we convince ourselves that God must not know. <laughs> we convince ourselves that God does not see. We convince ourselves that God must not care. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but God not only sees and God not only cares, but can I get a witness uh, that, that God will come through? Is there anybody who knows that he cares? I said he cares about your situation. He cares about your struggles. I said he cares. You see, because we serve a God who who sees and we serve a God who cares. You ought to look at your neighbor and uh, encourage them this morning and tell them God sees everything. I said God sees everything. He sees them. The Bible says straining and he also sees their success. He, he sees our failure and he also sees our future. He sees what we will be and what we are right now. I said God sees. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that God looks beyond my hangups. I'm, I'm glad that God looks beyond my heartache. I'm glad that God looks beyond my hardships and he sees my future. 
Can't you hear him? He said he instructed the disciples to get into the boat and go over to the other side. So in other words, I wouldn't give you an instruction that's not going to come to pass. You see, if I had time, I would show you how God sees our future. I said, if I had time, I'd show you how God saw Gideon as a mighty man of valor. If I had time, I'd show you how God saw David as a man after his own heart. If I had time, I'd show you how God saw a Simon, not as a pebble, but as a rock. I'm glad to know that God looks beyond our weaknesses, beyond our sins, beyond our deficiencies, and he sees what we will be. God not only sees us, as Mark reminds us, but Matthew in our text tells us another part of our help is that he will show up. The Bible says he came to them in the fourth watch of the night, walking on the sea. He came walking on, here it is, what they were struggling with. Oh, y'all missed that. I said he came walking on what they were struggling with. He came to them victor- already victorious over what had them victimized. He, he came to them walking on the water. You see, his presence was a display of his power. And my b- brothers and sisters, if God can walk on the sea, that also means that he can also control the sea. Oh, my goodness. You, you don't hear me this afternoon, this morning. I said his presence was a display of his power. And he can not only walk on the water, but uh, he can make a way through the water. You, you remember when the children of Israel were trapped at the Red Sea? The Bible tells us that God cut a highway through the water so that they could cross over to the other side. And my brothers and sisters, whatever is fighting against you, whatever your wind is, whatever your water, your turbulent waters might be, I want you to know that it is not a problem for our God. Because he's got a set time when he delivers. He has a set time when he comes. He has a set time for your breakthrough. The master has not abandoned you. And he has promised in his word that he would come down. And he has promised that when we need him, yes, Lord, that he will be right there. My brothers and sisters, a few weeks ago, I was traveling to San Antonio to take my youngest daughter back to the University of Texas at San Antonio. Go Roadrunners. And while traveling down I-10 West, we witnessed a truck carrying a grandmother a daughter and a child careen off the highway, appearing to flip over. I'm trying to tell you, it was a harrowing experience to see that happen right before your eyes. And I want you to know, I stopped on the highway, backing up my vehicle on the highway to the point of the accident. And, and I, I got out of my vehicle, ran across the highway while my wife Sherry called 911. And when the, when the 911 operator answers the phone, listen to it. They, they, they want to know what's your emergency. They, they want to know what type of help you need. And while I rushed over to survey the scene, I, I see to see how I could be of assistance, my wife explained our emergency and the need. And my brothers and sisters, I want you to know that if, if this happens in the physical realm, what about the spiritual realm? That, that God has given us emergency numbers to call. 
And, and one of them is the word of God. The, the scripture contains solutions. I want you to know that God's word contains solutions to all of life's emergencies. Can I get a witness here? That, that, however, if we don't avail ourselves to them, truth of the matter is we'll miss out on God's presence because God speaks through his word. Next week, we're going to look at the power of that word that he speaks to Peter when Peter starts to sink because and to the disciples. What he does when he walks onto the scene is he tells them, do not fear. I wish I had time. But I want you to know that there's another emergency number that we can call when whatever the situation we find ourselves in, and that is, here we go again, prayer. Because if we have a physical need, prayer will fix it. And if you got a spiritual need, I come by this morning to tell you that prayer will fix it. Because there are some times whereby you, whenever you call on the Lord for help, he will show up. See, you can call the fire department and they might come late. Or you can call the, the police department and they might not even, uh, they may not even show up. But you can even call friends and family, but they may not always come to your rescue. But oh, my brothers and sisters, if you call on the name of the Lord, he knows exactly what you need and he knows exactly where you're located. Can I get a witness here? The book says that he saw them straining at the oar and on that uh uh i-10 freeway when this vehicle veered off the highway we we didn't even know our exact location uh we couldn't tell the 911 operator exactly where we were but but listen imme but immediately the operator removed all of our concern and because the operator said i know exactly where you are isn't that good news uh, Y'all missed that. I said, isn't that good news? It, it, because if an earthly helper knows where we are, what about our divine helper? He knows exactly where you are. And he, can I get one witness that he will save you? If you stretch out your hand, if you say, Lord, save me, the Bible says that he will save you. That's the third helper, the, the helper of the help of his participation. You see, before my wife got off the phone, can I tell y'all what happened on I-10 Highway? Uh, th policemen from three different counties showed up. Y'all not hearing me. The EMS from three different counties and cities showed up. And if man can do this for man, what about our God? I said he will show up. Is there anybody who knows that he will show up? And when God shows up, he will show up. On time, can't you see him? He, he saw them and straining at the oar and he started walking towards their direction. Look at him as he walks to rescue the disciples. Look at his messianic feet as he moves toward his disciples. I say, I'm trying, oh my God, I'm getting all happy all by myself because I want you to know that nobody walks like my Jesus. Nobody even talks like my Lord. He, he knows just what to do and he has his own time schedule in terms of when he's going to show up. But the good news is he will rescue you. He will save you. Because the Bible says just when Peter was about to sink, the Lord reached out his hand and lifted him up. And somebody watching me this morning ought to be able to testify that he's pulled me out of some difficult situations. Yes, 
can I get a witness here? I said, is there anybody who knows that he'll bring you through that he knows that uh, uh, who knows that, that that you've been through some stuff and the days passed and gone and and without a shadow of a doubt that God has pulled you through some situations that could have destroyed you. But I've stopped by to tell you to hold on. I said, I stopped by to tell you to hang on in there because help is on the way. Yeah, help is on the way. I said, it's on the way. Y'all not feeling me like I need you to. I said, help is on the way. You see, you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. He's been there for me when others walked away. He's been there when I didn't know which way to turn. I said, help is on the way. So here's my word to somebody this morning. Just keep on trusting and keep on believing. Uh, You may get weak sometimes. You may even get tired sometimes. But can I encourage you today to say help is on the way. I I know that help is on the way because on a hill called Calvary, help died. Yes, he did. And they took help off of the tree. They put him in a borrowed tomb. But Somebody ought to witness with me early on a Sunday morning. Help got up with all power in his hands. And if you know that uh, help is on the way, you ought to high five somebody. No, 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 you can't do that. Yes, you can. In your own house, high five somebody and tell them help is on the way. Uh, Matter of fact, you ought to get your Twitter fingers to start working and go ahead and type up in the chat. Help is on the way. You you need to encourage somebody. You need to help somebody right now. You need to lift somebody up right now and tell them that help is on the way. And I want you to know that whenever help shows up, he he has a way of calming every situation. He, When help shows up, he has a way of bringing peace to every storm. I said, when help is on the way, he has a way of putting money on your table and money in your bank account. He has a way of calming every fear. I said, help is on the way. And so don't you give up. Don't you throw in the towel. Don't you be dismayed. Uh, in fact, be not dismayed. Whatever be tied, anybody knows that God will take care of you. I stop by to tell you that God will, oh my, my voice about to change, he will take care of you. He's never too busy and never too late, but he will show up right on time. You ought to just be happy. You ought to start clapping. You ought to lift up your head. You ought to square your shoulders because you know without a shadow of a doubt that help is coming. I said help is coming. Help is coming. Help is coming. I said help is coming. All of my help comes from the Lord, the one who made the heavens and the earth. I said all of my God, I said all of my help comes from the Lord. He never let me down. And if you, if God has told you to do something, I don't know who I'm talking to, but if God has given you instructions, you better be obedient. Because it's better to be in his will than to be out of his will. Oh my God, I just helped somebody right there. I said it's better to be in his will than to be out of his will. And as long as you're walking in his will, oh, that don't mean you you might have some difficult time. In fact, you ought to expect some storms in your life. In fact, you ought to expect some difficulties to come your way. But the good news is he'll bring you through.
Why? Because help, hallelujah, is on the way. God bless you. God bless you. God keep you.